0: my goodness, it's noon here in Vintner City, New Jersey, and this is news that you can use from Car Edge for the last day of July, Monday, July 31st. How are you today, handsome?
1: Doing pretty good. Pops, we are going to kick things off with earnings. earnings. Last week was big earnings week, and here's the deal. I went with do not buy a car right now. Dealers are being forced to lower prices, and while that is very true, yes, we are the strangest speak, you know, figureheads ever. We tell people not to buy cars. Our whole business is helping people buy cars. It's really pretty bass-ackwards, as you'd like to say. If you don't need to buy, don't buy. Dealers being forced to lower prices is 100% accurate, Dad. We're going to spend a lot of the the beginning of today's discussion around the fact that they're lowering prices, but they're still astronomically high relative to where they used to be. The headline in automotive news, Q2 new car gross profit drops for all six public auto dealers for six public auto dealers the six major u.s publicly traded franchised car dealership groups averaged only four thousand nine hundred and ninety eight dollars in gross profit on each new car sold during the second quarter a decline from the same period a year earlier i want to pull the numbers up and then we're going to really dig into this yeah so dad that's a huge drop oh it is Except, except look who's really making money oh, on their new course. Oh my gosh. All right. So Penske Automotive Group. Yes. $6,259 per new vehicle sold is their gross profit. Sonic, $5,000. Asbury, 4,835. Group One, 4,651. Lithia, 4,635. Auto Nation, 4,607. Look back to Q2 of 2019. Yes. Three thousand one hundred and seventy for Penske, so it's still about double what it used to be. Sonic was at two thousand, much more than double nowadays at over five thousand. Asbury was at fourteen forty-eight, now at four thousand eight hundred and thirty-five. Uh, group one was at eighteen oh six. Lithia two thousand, and AutoNation at one thousand seven hundred and eighty dollars. For all the people that get on our case saying, why do you guys always say don't buy cars, don't buy cars? We're in a bubble, guys. <laughs> like, look
0: at these gross profit per unit sold. What do you make of this, Ted? Well, I, I, I make the fact that Penske's still averaging well over $6,000 a car is due to the fact that the primarily biggest portion of their business is luxury cars. Definitely. Mercedes-Benz, BMW, um, they have always been. Penske has been. Always concentrated his business in the higher profit margin luxury.
1: Brands. And even if you take it out of a, who cares if it's Penske yeah. or Sonic or Asbury? the point I'm hearing you make is, luxury cars have the most profit built in. Yes, which makes sense. Yes, check out the video we did today over on the Car Edge channel talking about the Mercedes Benz prices. But then, what do you make of the fact that their gross profit is still double
0: what it was pre pandemic? It's it's pretty amazing, um, and part of it is is due to the fact that we have seen the MSRPs of the cars go up dramatically Mm -hmm. in the last three years. Mm -hmm. And those cars are all high-profit margin cars. So even if you start to discount the cars to a degree, and obviously that's what every one of these publicly traded companies is doing, even if you, you start discounting, there is still plenty of margin left in those vehicles even after the discounts, definitely. Um, but what that chart does show is that those, every one of these companies was profitable back in 2019. Of course, hugely massive. Yes, and look at the gross profit per vehicle per new vehicle sold back then, and they were still exceedingly profitable. So it 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 goes to show that. Every one of these publicly dealer traded groups could afford to take even less when it comes to the selling price of their vehicles and still be exceedingly profitable in comparison to where they were back in 2019. But dad, you're missing the point. What's the headline in
1: automotive news? It is. Yes. New gross profits dropped. Yes. They dropped everyone. Right. Like, let's not get caught up in the fact this is the beginning of I mean, you could use bubble perch. You could use whatever the hell you want. These prices, or excuse me, these gross profit values yes. are
0: still through the roof, but they are down from well, last and, year. And, and yeah, look at quarter two of 2022.
1: It was six thousand eight hundred sixty dollars in gross profit per new vehicle sold at a Penske Automotive Group dealership. Q two of this year was six thousand two hundred fifty nine. Sonic Automotive's gross profit per, per new vehicle sold is down over eighteen hundred dollars. <laughs> Year over year, Asbury's is down nearly a thousand dollars, closer to nine hundred dollars. Group one dad is down twelve hundred dollars. Lithia Motors is down thirteen hundred dollars. Auto Nation down fifteen hundred dollars. So, the idea of do not buy a car right now dealers are being forced to lower their prices. This data proves that point. However, yes, the high
0: watermark got too freaking high. <laughs> <laughs> the high watermark was, was uh- the 5,000 year, 500 year flood. Um, yeah, it, it was the, the you actually, you just made a really good point. Let's, yes. Can we use weather
1: analogies for this? Sure. Because you really did just make a good point. Yeah. The environment we're operating in
0: is a 500 year or thousand year flood type of situation.
1: Yes. It doesn't
0: happen all the time. Well, that's why they only happen every 500 years or every thousand years. It's, you know, they, they are the anomaly. We are living in the anomaly at the moment. Um, you know, I, I have told you, and, and we have discussed any number of times on the show that, you know, five, six years ago, average new car front-end profit, okay, not including finance and insurance, just average new car front-end profit was somewhere between $200 and $300 per new vehicle sold, Okay, two hundred, three hundred, not two thousand, three thousand. And dealers were profitable, most of them. okay? They were they were still making money at that. So yes, this is an anomaly. Um, you know, we went from, hey, we're, we're happy to make two to three hundred dollars per car sold, per new car sold to, okay, well, we can make probably somewhere around four, thousand plus another 1500 or 2500 or so in finance profit from the finance and insurance office so that these profits per vehicle have just – they've exploded.
1: They've truly exploded is the right word. And it's not only us talking about this. It's the top brass at these dealership groups as well. As well, this quote, Dad, comes from Brian DeBoer, DeBoer excuse me, Brian, who is the CEO of Lithia. Yeah, which is the largest of the acquisition and everything. Quote, I think the big thing is when seasonality is upon us in October, November, we'll have to see what happens there. And to be fair, we're in a cycle where interest rates are a little bit volatile and let's hope that the economy holds together. That could change the equation a little bit as well. But right now, it looks like we've got another three, four months, I'd say, of $100 declines, and whether we get back to $200 declines is probably going to be more economic and macro-based. 100 to 200 gross profit, that's what he's yes. saying, in gross profit per month, per month going off of these vehicles. Yes. So let that sink in for a second. The reason that we can come on to the interwebs and say, don't buy a car right now. Dealers are being forced to lower prices is because we see it in the year over year data and leadership at these dealership groups are saying the same exact thing. We expect gross profit per vehicle to go down on the new car side, $100, $200 a month for the remainder of this year. Yeah, It it reminds me of when CarMax's CEO last year, earlier this year came out and said, we expect to see used car prices go down. It's like, it's not us saying that it's the leaders of these massive organizations, and it's important to understand the magnitudes of scale here, how high things went up and how much further things have to go down.
0: And and these, these CEOs are saying it, and yet, it, when you read the comments on our shows, <laughs> the buying public swears it's not happening. I mean, but these are publicly traded companies, allegedly. Yeah. They're not allowed to fudge the numbers, okay? Um, so that if you take them at face value, and I'm not saying you should always take this information at face value, but if you take this information at face value, it becomes obvious that if gross profits per vehicle are down, then, well, that means the selling prices have gone down. That's, That's what constitutes how you get your gross profit. So whether the customers think it's happening or not, Apparently, the ones who aren't buying vehicles are certain that it's not happening. And those who are buying vehicles are taking advantage of the fact that it is happening. And that's
1: the thing, is it will continue to happen is the expectation. And there are two factors that are going to drive prices down. One is the gross profit that the dealer makes, which is them discounting, eating into their profit to allow for a lower price to move metal. The other are incentives from the automakers. We're seeing both of those take a beating with respect to incentives. They're going up. There are more incentives for consumers today than there was Last month, and we yes. get new programs starting this week. After today, we'll have yes. the new programs from the different automakers, and I expect that we'll see big incentives in the month of August. Yes, and the sure other is. factor, what we're leading today's show with, is the fact that gross profits are down. Yes. Are they down from three years ago, four years ago? No. They are actually still double what they used double to be. Double and triple what they Double and triple what they used to be, but they are. Slowly but in surely.
0: comparison to, to their high water mark, they are down.
1: All right, let's go to the chat here, Dad, from Kyle. Been in the market for a truck for two and a half years now. Finally starting to see some reasonable prices now just to wait for a good deal. We are seeing downward pressure on pricing right now. The only reason I'm saying do not buy a car right now yes. is because if we could convince everyone in humanity to stop buying cars, stopbuyingcars.com.
0: Yes, we own that website. What would happen?
1: Prices would go down significantly. Yes. That's the only hope we have to get back to pre-pandemic. Well, we never will.
0: Well, what, what determines pricing? Demand. If there is no demand, then the demand. only way you sell your widgets, whatever it may be, is you make the widget so damn inexpensive that the person says, even though I don't need that damn widget at that price, I got to buy it. Look so, at this from
1: Tim, Dad. Tim, Tim summed this up nicely. If $100 a month gross profit declines the current monthly rate, many of these large dealers would have three years of that magnitude decline before we're back to where things were in 2019. Again, why are we saying don't buy a car right now? Because the only way to speed up that timeline would be to do what you just said. Get rid of the demand. Yes. Will that happen? No. There's 1,000 people here hanging out with us at lunchtime on a Monday. We appreciate it. That is no one in the great scheme of things. Like we've got, we've got, we need, we need tens of millions of people to stop buying cars. Yes, it's yes. not going to happen, but it's the right message to be pushing because because Tim's right. It's going to take three years of this, and we know there are cycles, up cycles, and down yes. cycles. Like right now, for dealers, we're in a down cycle. Yes. For consumers, it's an up cycle, especially if you can pay cash. It's going to take three years of this trend for things to go back to normal. Probably not going to happen. Yeah, probably not. All right, Dad. Shy says, you say don't buy. I'm afraid my used trade-in will keep losing value, planning on buying a used Gladiator. That's super fair feedback, right, yeah. Dad? Because trade-in values Absolutely. are, sadly, they're plummeting, right? Now. Yes. And if you're most people, you have a trade-in, you're also financing. And that's that, we've talked about it before in the, pa- in the past. It's that three-prong. There are three things that determine a good deal. The Out-the-door price of the car you're buying. Yes. The selling price of the car you're
0: selling. And the interest rate of the loan you're getting. Yes. And if you're shy, don't, yeah. don't be shy. Just go out, go do it. Find, find your gladiator that you want. Okay.
1: Negotiate the hell out Negotiate of it.
0: Negotiate the hell out of it. Okay. With the dealer till you get to an out the door price that you are comfortable with. Then treat your trade as a separate transaction. Much like the dealer is trying to sell their vehicle for as much as they can possibly get, you want to sell your vehicle for as much as you can possibly get. So you establish your out-the-door number, then you establish an acceptable value for the trade, which will then be applied to the deal, which will at that point lower the -the out-the-door number by the commensurate amount of trade allowance And tax savings.
1: And then for the interest rate, you get a pre qualification before you go to the dealership so that you can negotiate with the finance manager for the best interest rate. I'm going to pull it up on the screen just once here to to demonstrate. You go to caredge.com, caredge.com resources, free guides. You come down here, go to the search bar, and type in trade in. We have our free trade in guide. Uh, Trade in a car and use it to your advantage. Car, uh, this is the one I really – car trade-in tactics for success. This one right here. So, please, please, please do not just go uh, – so, Chai, we hear the feedback. God, if, we were so much younger then. Holy cow, we were so much younger then. Yeah.
0: Jeez. I look like and a little I, baby. You look like you're look like you under 70. Yeah, I, and I probably was, and I look much thinner in that picture. You do. You look happy though. Anyway, I'll
1: drop the link to the trade-in guide, or you can just Google search car edge trade, and you have to know – Everything you just said, you have to know going into that. A couple more chat messages here, and then that pops. then we'll jump over to the other story, which I think goes pairs really nicely with what's happening on the dealer side of things. We've got here from Sean saying, yes. I'm in the market for a Jeep, but I'm now holding off until the end of the year due to the research I've been doing and the info I've been getting from Ray and Zach. And that ties in with this question here from Al. So when is a good time to buy a car, guys? We are now officially, you, you got you to gotta, uh, understand, we're officially biased now because we're f- holding our first ever Car Edge sales event. Yes. So if you need to buy a car in the month of August, do it on August 11th or 12th. Go to CarEdge.com slash event. For everyone else, Yes. what are you saying, Dad? When's the right time to buy a car? Is it wait, end of year?
0: Wait till the end of December. End of December. The, yep. the, the week between Christmas and New Year's is, is absolutely positively the best time of the year to buy a car. And that week from Christmas to New Year's is if not the busiest week of the year, it is at at the very least one of the busiest weeks of the year. Strongest incentives. The the incentives from the manufacturer, the incentives for for dealerships to hit uh, monthly, quarterly, annual sales goals, um, salespeople fighting to hit monthly, quarterly, annual bonuses. So, It is the time it is, it is that week is like a feeding frenzy and dealerships will take some deals that week that they might not take any other week of the year. We saw it last year,
1: and I anticipate we'll see it again this year. We even saw it a little bit at the end of June. That was the end of the second quarter. End of June was a great time to be buying a car. Incentives were really bouncing back. Due to market trends, yeah. it's becoming an even better time month over month over month. Again, Brian DeBoer, the CEO of Lithia, literally says their gross profit per vehicle is going to go down 100 to $200 per month between now and yeah. the end of the year. So you know, factor that do, in as do well. Do the math. Do the math, Yeah. <laughs> Five months. $600 of extra savings. $500 of extra savings.
0: Yeah. $500 to $1,000 in extra savings. Exactly. Exactly.
1: All right, we've got a question here from Christopher, and then we're going to jump to our other story. Dad, we'll be interesting with new models coming out, how this will all shift. How do you think about that as well? You've dealt with model year changeovers at your dealerships many, many times. Does that increase uh, I don't the- I in- just
0: 43 times. <laughs> yeah, does
1: that increase incentive for you as a sales manager to want to move your older units? There are still some new
0: 2022s sitting on dealer lots. Well, absolutely. It, 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 if Part of being a good manager of inventory is- knowing what your daily turn rate is, understanding what it costs you to keep sitting on a car, and making sure that you review your pricing on a regular basis to help move along those units that are having some difficulty. So if we're going into the 2024 model year, and we are, and 2024s have already started to arrive, Well, then I know it's time to, and I knew this a month ago or two months ago, I know it's time to really start incentivizing the sale of 2023s. When I worked for the Penske organization, Mr. Penske was not fond of, say, having any brand new 2023 still in inventory on January 1st of 2024. So It was incumbent upon me to make sure that I wouldn't have any. Starting in September and October, I started pricing my new cars accordingly. And typically, I was out of current model year inventory by the middle of December. Because I didn't want to be getting an email or a phone call. From your boss saying. From my boss saying, well, Roger noticed you still have X number of current model year cars in inventory. So the the main part of your job is really managing your inventory and keeping your inventory within the corporate guidelines for the corporation that you work for. And that's what you have to study every day on top of sitting down with customers trying to figure out how to how to make that car deal work how, how it works for everybody. But and that's, It's managing inventory. That's the most important thing a general manager does, a pre-owned manager does, a new car manager does. So let's be real then. The model year changeover
1: should further incentivize dealers to want to negotiate on sitting Well, the inventory. ones that
0: are on top of their inventory, yes. I mean, but obviously we see dealers out there that still have 2022s, brand new 2022s. I don't know what they're thinking, I, you know. I, I I don't know why why they're clinging to. Well, our twenty twenty twos are like a fine line. they're going to get better with age. They're not. They're going to continue to go down in value. Um, it's going to become harder and harder to sell it. Um, it. It becomes harder to justify whatever your asking price might be. Uh, so. You know, there are a lot of dealerships out there that don't manage their inventory and don't spend their time managing their inventory. How they're still in business is beyond me because inventory turn and inventory management and cash flow are the key to being Successful in the car business.
1: Look at this from Brian Dad. My Ram dealer has 10 2022 Ram 1500s. Three of them are still over (laughs) $81,000, 302 days on the market. So I just plugged it in back on caredge.com. Ram, Ram 1500 pickup, 2022 model year, new. There are two. There, there are almost twenty four hundred that we know of. that we know of nationwide for sale new twenty twenty two yes Ram fifteen hundreds out there
0: three hundred ninety three days on the market
1: yeah look at that three hundred ninety three days on the market four hundred thirty days okay, on are, the market these are trucks three hundred seventeen days on these the are market. trucks
0: that have had birthdays you know where, where a lot lot tenants have gone out there on it on their birthday with a cake and a candle. Uh, You know, it just that when I see things like that, look at these price points. Yeah, as a as a former manager, I said, "What are you What are you doing? Figure out a way how to get rid of it. Anybody that's shown any, find out when at what number they'll finally say yes. Take your lickings, okay? Take take your beating. Get rid of it. It's not making you any money sitting there. It's costing you Mm. money." It's taking up valuable real estate. And the idea is every inch of your lot has to, has to produce income that ain't producing income. Yeah. That's absolutely mind boggling <laughs> when you look at that. Yeah.
1: And then, yeah, you've got from Leon here, you definitely need a pre-purchase inspection on a truck that is sat for
0: over a year. I, I, I can't even, you know, that one that was there for 393 days. Uh The flat spots on those tires, because you know they're not moving it around enough. The flat spots on those tires, when you get up the highway speed, and that you hear, okay, and that you feel in the steering wheel. So they've got to throw a set of tires on that for you. So, so not only do you negotiate down the price, once you've agreed to the price, and you said, oh, by the way, it's going to need tires. And I'm not buying it until you put new ones on it.
1: This is the new reality for the auto market for a lot of dealers and a lot of the OEMs as well. And why we expect to see dealers being forced to lower prices more and more and more. One thing I will mention is we are less than two weeks away. We are counting down the days we are now. What are we? 12 days away? Less than, less than 12 days away from the first ever car edge sales event. If you're in the New York city area or anywhere nearby come join us on august 12th or even 11th we're probably going to start that friday it's becoming very apparent we're going to be yes. very busy the car edge sales event on august 11th and 12th at the island chrysler dodge Jeep Ram and subaru dealerships they are side by side we have pre-negotiated pricing on all of their inventory you can even just go caredgecom slash event or if you even just go to their website dad yes you know what pops up whoa whoa The Car Edge sales event banner. Pricing will be updated tomorrow. We had to wait till the end of the month, so pricing will be updated tomorrow on their website and on ours. You'll be able to reserve vehicles, come in, hang out with us. We'll be live streaming the whole day as well from the dealership. So are you saying there won't be
0: a Saturday night show that Saturday night? There will be an all-day Saturday (laughs) show. Oh, okay. Join us for that. (laughs) Yeah,
1: exactly. So there are dealers looking for new and interesting ways to move inventory because they're realizing,
0: holy cow, we can't sit on 2022 new vehicles i would i would think not but you know there there are dealers out there that don't get it all right pops
1: let's switch gears and let's do our favorite segment uh really you gotta be kidding me all right yeah pops. so it's not only on those uh you know ram 1500s and things like that you know we see them sitting around and we've got a local dealer in our area that is still trying to charge ten thousand dollar market adjustments you've got christopher here in the chat saying napleton jeep in chicago is still asking ten thousand over sticker on uh, New Jeep Gladiators makes absolutely no sense. Well, look at this, then. This this addendum sticker was sent in to me, and I posted it over on. On the Twitter machine. I don't even know. On the X machine. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. Dad, this is for a 2023 Dodge Charger. It is a scat pack. Yeah. So let's be very real here. It's a scat pack. So that's, you know, a trim yeah, no, that we get people it. want. Yeah. A $50,000 market adjustment, $1,000 for nitrofill. that is actually, With roadside. I don't even know what that means, Yeah, $500 know. for tint, seeming yeah. reasonable, it's only 1 100th the cost, or one, 1 100th, yeah, 1, holy cow, 1 100th the cost of the market adjustment, yeah. that is insane, you have dad, Fifty-two, fifty-one thousand four hundred ninety-eight dollars in add-ons, taking a Dodge Charger mm. up to a measly $121,000. You know, and they
0: really did a nice job of taking off the old addendum label uh, <laughs> to put on the new one with with that higher market adjustment. Or maybe they've lowered the market maybe adjustment. Maybe they've lowered yeah. the market adjustment, Ed. Yeah. Again, you know, for, not a Hellcat, no, a Scat Pack. Because knowing them, you know, we're well, just guessing. I don't know them. But just, you know, maybe, maybe the original... Uh, Market adjustments, hundred thousand or seventy thousand. Um, yeah, I, you know, I get it. I get it in the sense that that every year Dodge says, "Yep, this is the last year of these." And how many years are they going to keep saying it's the last year <laughs> yeah. of the internal combustion engine? Because we all, we're not going to talk about <laughs> information. We know, we know they're going to keep doing it. Well, of course. So, so this is the last year of them, accordingly, according to them. Yeah. Um, and and so. There are people out there that just live and breathe for these vehicles, and for whatever reason, will pay. Uh, well, maybe they're not paying that type of market adjustment, but but if the dealer said, "Okay, what if I could cut it down to a twenty-five thousand dollar and save you twenty-five grand?" Um, you know, somebody might actually fall for that, but you know. There, there's, uh, there's 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 uh, there's there's no accounting for uh, stupidity, Dad. I'm I'm uh,
1: I'm blown away that yeah. dealers are out there doing that. We have a couple, quite a few dealers on on that social media platform replying <laughs> to that thread, being like, yeah. "Holy hell! How do people even do this?" But it's the same people who are probably doing the ten thousand dollar market adjustments on Jeep Gladiators. Yes. makes absolutely no sense. Yes. Yeah, yeah, really not not a not a fan of it. All right, we had a question come in, Dad, from Michael Johnson. Let's yeah. answer this one. Do dealers talk to each other? That is, if I got a quote from multiple dealers, do they know what each other dealer quoted?
0: Uh, well, no. Yeah, I mean, do they talk to that? You're not allowed to. Do? That's called price fixing. <laughs> um, and and. They they rely on the customer to tell them what the other dealer said. Not they call on their competitor and go. So what did you tell the customer you'd sell it? So forth. That that doesn't work. There's actually a huge business. It uh, I became aware of it maybe like a year ago. There are
1: data providers that provide data sales data for conquest sales to dealers. Like so, there are third parties that independently sell data to dealers about their competitors who are stealing customers from stealing. Who are Anyway, so no, yes. like dealers don't just talk to each other about what's going on there. No. Yeah. Oh, we've got a good question here from TKO. What are your thoughts on the BMW new car market? We were at the BMW dealership yesterday. They
0: yeah, had the, no new cars. Yeah, the local the local one in in the Atlantic City area and and it was like if, if ever two luxury brands could be the yin and the yang, it was the Mercedes dealer that had cars and cars and cars as far as the eye could see, and the BMW dealership that we went to yesterday, and they they didn't even have that many pre-owned cars.
1: No, they didn't have any cars.
0: And and they they maybe had 10 or 15 brand new BMWs, which I was shocked. So then I said to Zach, Well, why don't we go over to the Lexus dealer? And that was worse. Yeah. So Maybe it's just the area in which we live.
1: Maybe. Or maybe if you want to find a vehicle, a luxury vehicle, you got to buy a Mercedes Benz. But then the price points on those are astronomical. I will mention 20% off. We have our summer 20 and summer 100 sale back on caredge.com. So if you're interested, Does that is. Is really in
0: today? I thought it was Oh, it ends, it ends on Friday.
1: It ends fourth, on Friday. The fourth, ladies and gentlemen. So you've got a couple quite, more days yes. there. And then, Dad, we've got a question here from Susanna Will Justice and Ray be on tomorrow for yes. Car Edge Electric? Yes. Perfect. All right. So we got a Car Edge Electric show tomorrow and james says so don't ascend your sales event no come hang out with us like even if you're not going to buy a car please yeah, hang come out. hang out with us yeah we have a food truck we we paid for all the food so at a minimum you're going to get free food so come hang yeah, out come
0: hang out and and you, you just you know it you, you might see so much going on that that you decide to buy a car no it's all, it's <laughs> all, all right <laughs> don't, don't worry just show up <laughs> just come hang out with us
1: it'll be yeah. really really
0: yeah really cool all right, let's call it a show. Uh let's call it Monday's show. We'll call it Monday's show. Yeah, yeah. And we'll talk about the burning EVs and, and shipping vessels uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yeah. If, if if you don't mind. Because no, I, I really believe that that there's going to be an issue moving forward there's also an issue with evs that they're so heavy that that
1: it breaks federal regulations for hauling them around on big trucks like there are a lot of potential challenges so we not need just to talk to... about that tomorrow yeah we'll talk about tomorrow. well you yeah. also have the the cars electric channel
0: where yeah but it th- this this transcends just being an electric vehicle i like how it's that's bigger in. than that it's bigger than just an ev
1: i love it i love yes, it yes
0: yes it's the future
1: of the world. The fir- the meetup, the meetup is CarEdge.com slash event. It's in Staten Island, New York, everyone's favorite place to yes. come hang out. We'll be back
0: tomorrow. Yes, noon Eastern, nine Pacific, eight AM Anchorage time, six AM in Honolulu, and um, and for all of you hanging out in Manila and wondering what to do at midnight, well, <laughs> just tune in, just tune into the Ray and Zach channel, and. Uh, You'll have some fun at midnight. See you guys. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for being here.